Smith and Nelson in the morning on 94.9 KISS FM. Montana's country leader, 94.9 KISS FM. Smith and Nelson in the morning on your Tuesday. Tuesday is going to do temps in the upper 80s. After breaking our record yesterday. We finally stopped the streak. I didn't... I, Lost track of what the number was. I had to ask our news guy here in the building this morning. 22 days. 22 days of 90-plus degree temperatures. That's over three weeks right there. That ended yesterday. Going to do it again today. Going to be a low 80s. Or, I'm sorry, uh, upper 80s. Okay. But below 90 again here today. Then it looks like we might kind of get back to the 90s tomorrow, but then dip back down to the 80s on Thursday. Okay. Bouncing kind of all over the place, but... Kind of that long run. Going back last, there was like a time last week where he looked ahead, the 10-day planner. Right. And we were like, oh, well, that doesn't look good as far as the record coming to an end. It was supposed to be 100 degrees on Sunday, and it was supposed to like carry through the 90s this week. It's kind of changed a little bit. We've, we've dropped a little bit. Okay. But, well, that's, that's good at least, right? But, man, it was just kind of nice yesterday. I, I don't think I've 88 has ever felt like so cool. <laughs> yeah. It was a brisk 88 degrees. Went home yesterday and like there was a little, little wind and a little breeze. And right. It, was, it wasn't 90 degrees. Was like, I, I didn't have to have the fan on in the house yesterday. Yeah, it was nice. This is amazing. All right, Smith and Nelson in the morning. We've got the TV on here in the studio and they just flipped their coverage over to a full-on Jeff Bezos blasting into space mode. Ah, there it is. Which, uh, that's, I'm not sure exactly what time they're launching, but Jeff Bezos, his brother, some old lady, and a, a rich, <laughs> a rich guy's some kid. Rich kids and some rich jerk's kid, right? That's the, uh, that's the lineup going to space. Bezos, his brother, an old lady, and a rich guy's kid. Yeah, well, I think we talked about the old lady a little while ago. She's like somebody who, uh, you know, was supposed to be like part of the program to go into space back in like the 60s and uh you know wasn't uh like she, I'm she trying to remember that i, I think we talked about it like newsy and noteworthy or yeah. something. we talked about it and she like was supposed to be in the program but then you know she was a woman in the 60s and it just didn't work out yeah. for that reason and you know now so she's getting the chance to go now like you know decades later it's all coming back to me yeah all right and then the other the other one is uh just, somebody somebody won the seat in like a, a an auction or a bidding thing right and then they backed out so then this guy, like this young kid is the replacement. Okay. But his dad paid like $28 million yeah. for the spot. So basically everybody has a good story. You got the lady that was a, that didn't get to go, and you got the kid that uh, ends up going because his dad paid $28 million. You got sure. Bezos, and then there's Bezos' brother. Bezos' brother, he's tag along. <laughs> there you go. So he's just, yeah, he's just kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is kind of cool. I just saw this this morning. It says it says, "Hey, are you looking for a unique wedding or event?" It's it's all based on the fact that the conversation is going on with Bezos this right. morning. It says, uh, "Looking for a unique place to have a wedding? Maybe head to space and do it by the year 2024." Apparently, there's a, a Florida-based company called Space Perspective that is going to launch people up into space. And then have you can have weddings there. Okay. It's going to start in 2024. Tickets cost $125,000 each. Okay. So you know, you're only in 250 grand to get you and your <laughs> you and your spouse up there. Yeah, I mean, you know, those uh, destination weddings a lot of times you have those <laughs> because you don't want anybody else to show up, right? You don't want them to travel all the way to wherever they're going to be. Uh, so this would be a good one I, I to do that. You'd be pretty safe based on the ticket cost. Yeah. It says their football stadium-sized space balloon will float 19 miles above Earth. The wedding uh, that you get with it will last six hours. It has Wi-Fi, a bathroom, a bar, and large windows. Okay. So you get to just go up into space, hang out for a few hours, hold your ceremony, and kind of do your thing, and then come back down for $125,000. For $125,000 per person. Per person. Per person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine, like, going up there and then, like... It, 
Can you imagine going up there and then the, you know someone gets cold feet in the ceremony? Right. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't go through with this. Like, wait a minute, wait. We just spent well, we a quarter spent of a million dollars. So much money. Quarter million dollars just to get up. We're here. up in space. <laughs> Gosh, that just seems crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, that's weird. Welcome to the future. They say they're going to start doing that in 2024. So Man, yikes! But all right. Anyway, we got the uh, we got the TV on here. We're watching the the countdown to Jeff Bezos blasting into space. Looks like uh, looks like 40 minutes out. Oh, okay, yeah, about 40 minutes away. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right, we'll follow that here for the morning. Smith and Nelson, 94.9 Kiss FM, Montana's country leader, 94.9 Kiss FM, a lawn care pro. Montana's country leader, 94.9 KISS FM, Smith & Nelson in the morning. Another one that's going to be in the upper 80s today. you got 22 days straight with temperatures over 90 degrees. Right, we finally uh, broke that streak, which was pretty nice yesterday. And we're going to have another one just in the upper 80s. Just in the upper 80s here. <laughs> 88 expected for the high for Missoula tomorrow. will be right around 91 Overnight temps tonight in the mid-60s. A weather check for the morning from the Advocates Injury Attorney. That's right. If you've been in an accident, don't go it alone. Call your local Advocates Injury Attorney. They take the stress away, deal with the insurance, and get you the settlement you deserve. They don't get paid until you win. Call the Advocates today at 406-640-4444 or MontanaAdvocates.com. The Olympic Games set to begin on Friday. Only a year later than originally planned. Right. And I, I still feel at this point like... It could go either way. Yeah. It's just weird to say. I mean, Japan is currently <laughs> in a state of emergency. They're seeing a lot of, like, surging COVID cases over there. Uh, and they, you're not going to have spectators in the audience this year because of it and all that kind of stuff. Sounds uh, like an iffy proposition. Just a weird feeling for the Olympics this year. That, you had the you had the the runner for, for the U.S. That was, yeah, Shakari Richardson, yeah. Yeah, she was... You know, knocked out because she tested positive for marijuana. Right, and the controversy kind of surrounding that. Now we've had, I think the number is like four or five, somewhere right around there. People just in the last couple 40, of days, forty-eight hours, yeah, that have had to had to bow out because of COVID tests. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be nuts this year. And, and the weird thing about it is, like, I've seen nothing about the Olympics, like on TV the or anything. Has been like, very, been, it's been a very quiet buildup, I think. Very low key, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost one of those things where, like, you, you blink. You feel like you're going to just miss miss it. You're going to be about eight days in and go, right. wait, wait, what's happening? What, what's going on? Haven't heard anything about it since it started. Uh, but here you go. Here's some ten interesting stats for the Summer Olympics that are going to kick off in Tokyo. It says the estimated cost of the Games, $26 billion, Oof. which is, they say, mostly why Japan is pushing so hard to, to get to it To make going. it happen. Yeah, about 80% of the population in uh, in polls doesn't want the games to happen. Wow! Because of the pandemic, and part of the reason is that in Japan, only twenty percent of the population is fully vaccinated. Really? If you want to compare, U.S. it's almost fifty percent. We're we're at forty eight. That's kind of crazy. Uh, but but such a low number fully vaccinated. They're like, yeah, we don't feel like we want all this craziness going on. Yeah, and yet they're the influx of people, and uh, yeah, and yet they're doing it anyway. I mean, they've sunk so much money into it. I, I sort of get it, but it is like, oh, geez. They say the COVID-19 countermeasures alone cost about $900 million. Man. Japan is losing more than $15 billion because they've had to ban all the spectators. Actually, that number is when they were going to allow just the locals to attend. Now they've announced that nobody can attend. Man. So it's going to be even even higher than that number. So they've already, so they spent $26 billion, and they're going to be losing $15 billion least, of that. At least $15 billion. Because of the no spectators thing. So that's, yeah. that's pretty rough. Says this is the second time Japan's hosting. They also did it in 1964. More than 11,000 athletes from 205 countries and territories are going to participate. 
about 5,000 medals up for grabs across 33 sports. Okay. And this is kind of cool. It says the medals are all made out of recycled metals from 79,000 tons of small electronic devices like cell phones. Oh, cool. So the gold, the silver, bronze, all extracted from old small electronics. Nice. That's really cool. That's a pretty cool thing, yeah. Two sports making a comeback in the games this summer. Baseball for men, softball for women. Don't know why, but they've both been out since 2008. I didn't know they were gone. Yeah. Uh, so after 12-year absence, I guess supposed to be 12 years, now right. 13, they're back. Four new sports making the Olympic debuts. Karate, surfing, skateboarding, and sport climbing. Sport climbing. I don't really know what that means. If that's just if that's like just mountain climbing or something along those lines, or if it's like you know, kind of like when you do uh, when you go do rock climbing for fun, right? You know, it's not you're not really climbing the side of a cliff. You're, it's like a, a it's race like a to the top thing. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I guess we'll find out when sport climbing airs. I don't know what that's on TV, all about. But yeah, there's gonna be 339 sporting events at the games. Can take place across 42 different venues. 33 of those in Tokyo, nine in other co-host cities. Only one country pulled out of the Olympics because of the pandemic. That was North Korea. Wow. And then the uh, the USA has won over 2,500 Summer Olympic medals throughout history, more than any other country. Hey, not bad. There's the, uh, there's the 10 interesting stats for the upcoming game. I'm surprised only one country pulled out of the Olympics this year, actually, because of yeah. that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's always North Korea wanting to make some, make some noise. <laughs> yeah, I suppose make so. Make some headlines. Yeah. But that is, uh, I, I would have guessed they're... The number would at least have been more than if you would have given me the over under choice one, I would have gone with the over probably. Right. Okay, so yeah, that is actually kind of surprising. All right, the Olympics supposed to start on Friday. Everybody still uh, kind of feel like going. Let's just wait until Thursday gets here, then we'll, yeah. we'll see what the next day brings. <laughs> Maybe we can push these until 2022. That's kind of what it feels like, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. This is your local country morning show. No bones about it. Smith and Nelson on 94.9 Kiss FM. It's newsy and noteworthy, and it's now on 94.9 KISS FM. Yes, it is. What's newsy and noteworthy for your morning? And Peyton and Eli Manning are going to start providing alternate commentary for some Monday night football games starting this season uh, on ESPN2. Sounds like their version is not going to be as much of a normal commentary as much as it is just like, ah, it's a loose little conversation. They say Peyton and Eli will bring a different approach, delving into conversation about broader, big-picture topics while also honing in on the game, uh, <laughs> much like fans do when watching with their family and friends. Peyton's hilarious. Eli's kind of dopey. It should, be, yeah. it should be fun. They got a good dynamic going. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they're going to be doing 10 games per season for the next three seasons, uh, starting with the first three Monday Night Football games of 2021. There's a story from South Carolina. Says, Police recently arrested a man for using a 10-year-old child to shoplift from Walmart. The surveillance video shows the child leaving the store with an air conditioner and a cart, and the man and an accomplice helped the kid unload the air conditioner into the pickup truck. Ten minutes later, kid goes back into the store, does the same thing. Oh, man. And uh, by that time, they've been out in the parking lot so long that cops were able to respond to the scene. <laughs> arrested the two adults for shoplifting and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Oh, wow. There it is. Uh, the child grips going on there. Uh, Keenan Thompson, uh, longest standing cast member of SNL. And every year, I feel like the conversation comes around to, is he going to leave the show? Will he, won't he? Anytime soon? Uh, and Keenan's saying, no, he is not leaving the show. He uh, just had his 18th season on SNL, and he says, he keeps saying, I'm going to get to 20 seasons, and even then, 
I don't know if it makes sense for me to leave even after that point. Why but, would uh, sweet sweet gig? Yeah, it's a good gig, and he's just kind of like the you know he's SNL royalty at this point. He's been there for so long, and everybody like he's, he's still killing it. He's still great on the show. Uh, so he says the only way he'd leave is if he felt he was taking up someone else's spotlight, or if he got fired. <laughs> They're not going to fire him at this point. No, probably not. A Texas man recently stole a police car before heading to dinner at a local Applebee's. He was sitting in the back of the car while officers were searching his car for contraband and weapons. You know, when hunger hits, you just gotta act. The handcuffed man climbed through the police car's partition window and took off going to the nearby Applebee's. Applebee's customer actually called 911 when they saw the guy sitting at the table in his handcuffs. And then the cops went to the restaurant and took him, <laughs> took him back into custody. Yeah. Probably right. with a couple more safety precautions at that, uh, that second go-around. That would make sense. Uh, a man in Japan was arrested for flying a drone while under the influence. You can get a DUI for that now. <laughs> yeah, the letters still work. Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually droning under the influence. Droning under the influence. <laughs> it actually is illegal in Japan and uh, several other areas. Some of them in the United States too, including New Jersey. Uh, happened a few weeks back, and uh, he apparently drank eight beers between seven a.m. and noon. Uh, and so the morning drinking had uh, an effect on him, uh, and he decided to clean his place. In the process, found a drone he hadn't flown in a while. Got it out, promptly <laughs> crashed it into a neighbor's window. Uh, luckily, no one was hurt. When the police came, the man admitted admitted to drinking and droning. Uh, so not clear how he might be punished because this law has not been on the books for that long. He's the first guy to uh, have a droning under the influence. Drinking uh, and droning. <laughs> exactly. That's great. Uh, but he could be facing a fine of up to $2,700 right now. How about this for a first day of work? An 18-year-old ambulance trainee recently helped deliver a baby after six hours on the job. She was getting, uh, she was, she received instant on the job training after paramedics responded to an emergency call about a woman going into labor. Everybody loaded the woman into the ambulance. Yeah. Headed for the hospital. And then they determined, eh, we're not going to quite make it in time. So they helped deliver the baby in the grocery store parking lot. <laughs> so Man. much, so much for like first day on the job. Yeah. You, you know. Get my uh, my computer, my login credentials, my email. Right. You know, okay, just kind of watch what everybody else is doing. Imagine no. being the wo- the woman giving birth and like <laughs> the paramedic coming up to you and be like, "Listen, it's my first day." <laughs> I'm just gonna just gonna warn you. Yeah. In case anything goes crazy. The heads up. We've only been here for six hours. <laughs> Man, this was not in the job description. Yeah, not a not a low key first day by any means. No. There you go. Newsy and noteworthy for the morning. Smith and Nelson. It's Kiss. We are Montana's country leader, 94.9 KISS FM. Smith & Nelson, in the morning, 94.9 KISS FM. Part of the morning brought to us by Automotive Cutting Edge. That's right. When getting your car serviced at Automotive Cutting Edge, check out the observation deck off the mini tower above the office. A great way to relax and enjoy the airport view while waiting for your car. 4198 Corporate Way, just before the airport for appointments, call Donna at 542-2218, automotivecuttingedge.com. Especially if you want to have your vehicle in tip-top shape for the road trip to Glacier National Park. Oh, yes. Have your vehicle ready to roll, and you can go see that one-star reviewed national park, <laughs> which is happening uh, more and more with Glacier. Yeah, there's uh, been kind of a flurry of one-star reviews for Glacier National Park, largely considered one of the most beautiful places on the face <laughs> of the earth, uh, and people are going to Glacier, coming back, and leaving one-star reviews. Come on. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's because of the park necessarily, though, the actual stuff inside it. It's because of the uh, the process of getting into the park. Don't take it out on the park. <laughs> Come on. Yes, yeah, take that out on something else, but not the park. Uh, yeah, no, the uh, the new ticketing system has been uh, causing people to uh, get riled up on the Internet. 
which I get. I had to deal with that ticketing system uh, earlier this year. We went to Glacier uh, back in early June. My family was visiting, and uh, you know, I had to wake up at 8 a.m. I had to get on the website. I had to you know get there really quick, and I almost didn't get a uh, a ticket for going to the Sun Road. Uh, which is Kicked kind of the off, whole thing. It? Yeah, I uh, I kicked the, you out of line. I like signed in and was like I like hit the like get ticket button and then it kicked me off and I had to like refresh the page and come back in and there was only like forty tickets left and I just scrambled to get it and was lucky enough to get one. Uh, but it was a uh, kind of a hassle and pr- a pretty stressful experience, I would say. All right, some one star reviews. This, these are all on our uh, our mobile app. You can check out the story here. But park itself is beautiful. Ticket system is horrible. Yeah. I had to sit at a computer four days in a row for several hours refreshing the page for a $2 ticket to pop up. <laughs> that seems like a lot of effort. That uh, is. I don't know if they're exaggerating a little bit or they actually tried four days yeah, I for mean, multiple hours. I That's, could see it because there's, there's a really limited number of tickets available when you do the uh, the entry reservation thing. Yeah, it says the bulk of the few hundred t- daily tickets were gone in a few minutes. Someone else said had to fight to get one of the access passes going to the Sun Road. They had it closed 13 miles up. Wasted a big part of our trip. Couldn't even see the whole park. Super disappointed. Yeah, that was uh, mid-June they posted that one. So now going to the Sun Road is fully open. open. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of how it was when, I, when we went. And luckily there's you know stuff to do before you hit that part. But it is still like, ah, man, wish we could have driven up a little bit further. Another one says the ticketed entry is a total pain in the butt. The site continuously <laughs> crashed. Another one says, horrible system. Tried for weeks to reserve the ticket. No luck. So there's there's a bunch of reviews. But So the point being, yeah, everybody's everybody's giving Glacier low ratings <laughs> online. And it's basically, you know, nothing to do with the beauty of the park. Right. Just, you know, the, the breathtaking sights you're going to see in yeah. the park itself. It's just because everybody's so fired up about the ticket. Right. Like, the only other way I could see, like, this many one-star reviews of Glacier coming through is if, like, Somebody was attacked by a bear or something, and they're like, you know what? I got attacked by a bear here. One star. Not a fan. Didn't enjoy that experience. <laughs> but enjoyed it enough to give it the one star. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't get it to zero. All right. So uh, there you go. It's kind of an interesting story if you want to check it out. But, yeah, it's, the park is paying the price yeah. for the ticketing system being a little bit of a pain. I mean, it seems like uh, you know a lot of people are kind of uh, disappointed, upset with this system. So who knows? Maybe they'll rework it for for next year. Yeah, it seems like it seems like. If you if you go with what the people are saying, ever yeah. ever since they started the ticketing system, there's there's kind of been uh, there's been the feedback of yeah. boy, this is this is a pain. This is tough. It's this also is... confusing because you have to like get it, reserve a ticket online and then also pay the full par- park ticket when you get to the park. Uh, so you're kind of paying for two different tickets, which is weird. And then how how long is the ticket good for? I think it's good for a week. A week, yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. The uh, the story, if you want to read more and check it out, plus some of these reviews, people talking about it, it's just kind of funny. Uh, we have it for you at KissFM.com and your KissFM mobile app. Smith & Nelson, 94.9 KissFM. Smith & Nelson in the morning. It is 94.9 KissFM. You can listen live with your KissFM mobile app. You miss something, hey, Smith & Nelson on demand from your mobile app. Yes, indeed. Download that. Apple and Android. As we do movies with Mike for the morning, we give him three movie titles each and every day, and he attempts to give us a year that the movies came out. That is the goal. I feel like I got a. I feel like it's a good list here this morning. Yeah, some tough ones. I, I feel like a, I feel like we're gonna get at least a stumper in there. Okay. Uh, number one is gonna be Guess Who. Guess Who is the name of the movie? Yes, it is. Is it based on the board game? Probably not. Who? Guess, guess who? who? Guess who? You know, guess the, who? You know yeah, okay. yeah, the card thing where you look That's at right. like, trying to guess. Are the they characters. wearing glasses? Then you flip them down. Yeah. Right. No, uh, I don't think so. Okay. 
Uh, fair enough. Who's in this then? Ashton Kutcher, Bernie Mac, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. Okay. Uh, this sounds familiar actually now. Uh, I'm, I'm like picturing the poster. She brings Ashton Kutcher home as her boyfriend. Okay. And Bernie Mac's upset about it? Bernie Mac's the dad. Okay. Uh, all right. So Ashton Kutcher, Bernie Mac, Zoe Saldana. Who is the director? Uh, Kevin Rodney Sullivan. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Ashton Kutcher, Bernie Mac. I feel like it's got to be like that 70s show might still be on the air. Bernie Mac show might still be on the air, too, I think. Uh, when did Bernie Mac die? That was like 2009-ish, maybe? Uh, so it's got to be earlier than that. I'm thinking guess who... Zoe Saldana, you know, she's an avatar and Guardians of the Galaxy and all that stuff. This is probably from before that. Uh, I'm going to say this was Ashton Kutcher, Bernie Mac, Zoe Saldana. Guess who is 2005? 2005. It was actually 2005. All right. I feel like it was a. I feel like it was. Now that we think about it, you were, you were saying, is it based off Guess Who? I feel like it was from the old movie, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Oh, okay. I feel yeah, like that it was makes kind sense. Of the, the newer version yeah, it's kind of. of a riff on that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, sense. there you go. You piece it together. Nice. Okay. Nicely done. Number two, Lost and Found. Lost and Found. Who's in this? David Spade, Sophie Marceau, and Ever Caradine. Okay, so David Spade is is in this movie. Uh, and who's the director? Jeff Pollock. Okay. Uh, lost and found. Ah, uh, this is this is a tough one. Um, David Spade is the star of the movie, and that makes me feel like it's got to be sometime in the '90s, uh, or at least very early 2000s. I mean, Tommy Boy would have been '95, I think, and Black Sheep was '97. Uh, yeah, so maybe it was shortly after that. I'm gonna say Lost and Found, '98. '98. <laughs> 99. No. April of 99. Come on. When did, when did Chris Farley die? That was 97. 97. Okay. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it was, it, it was either 97 or 98, but I'm pretty sure it was 97. So there was a there was a, a smaller part in the movie that was written for Chris Farley. Oh, really? Had, I guess Artie Lang filled the role. Gotcha. Uh, but 99 for Lost and Found. Final one. Serving Sarah. Serving Sarah. I told you I picked some goodies. You did. Some, you picked some tough ones. Who's in this? Uh, who isn't in this would be the question. Okay. Matthew Perry, Elizabeth Hurley, Bruce Campbell, Vincent Pastore, okay. Cedric the Entertainer, Amy okay. Adams, Terry Crews. Wow. Uh, all right. That is it's a pretty stacked cast. Uh, Amy Adams being in there tells me that it's got to be like, I think early 2000s. If Matthew Perry is the star of the movie and Amy Adams is in it, but in like that kind of low down on the list, uh, feels like an early 2000s thing because her first movie, I think, was Drop Dead Gorgeous, which was like 99. Uh, and so Matthew Perry would have had like the whole nine yards and the whole 10 yards, uh, around this time. I think those were like 2000 and 2004. Uh, I'm thinking Friends would have still been on TV. Uh, I'm gonna say, what was the name of this movie again? <laughs> Serving Sarah? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with 2003. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're dang close. Was I? 2002. Nah! Summer of August 2002. Man. Off by just months. So both the ones I got wrong, off by less off than a year. Off by less than a year. Dang. All right. I, uh, I thought maybe I'd pick a couple tough ones for the morning. You did. We did, we did get a couple stumpers there. All right. There you go. Movies with Mike. 94.9 Kiss FM. Do it right around this time tomorrow with Smith & Nelson. 
When it's country in Stevensville, it's Montana's country leader, 94.9 KISS FM. The Nelson in the morning with 94.9 KISS FM. Always with your KISS FM mobile app where you can listen live. You uh, much into skateboarding when you were growing up? Uh, you know, I tried to be into skateboarding when I was growing up. Uh, I was very into the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater video games. <laughs> uh, the actual falling off yeah. of a skateboard, not so much? <laughs> not so much. I got a skateboard. Like, I asked for a skateboard for Christmas one year, and I was very excited to try it out. And uh, I think I gave it like three or four tries before I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> I lived in an apartment complex when I was in elementary school, and it was just the way the place was set up was so great that it was just kind of like, Kind of like the, it was as if it was like a giant oversized um, cul-de-sac. Okay. With all like the apartment complexes around the circle. But then once you, once everybody came in and then parked close to the apartments, the whole center area was open. Yeah. So I mean, we, you know, you could play sports and whatever. Uh, but of course it was all asphalt. Sure. So, so you had to have a skateboard. I mean, it was just, it was just the thing. Naturally. I mean, it's, yeah. It's so much, so much room and so much space. Uh, for riding bikes and skateboards and stuff. And I, I remember my mom, uh, I got a brand new skateboard. Yeah. One of my buddies, like older brother was, <laughs> he was in like high school and we were all in elementary, but you know, but he had his, he had his skateboard and he'd like done it himself and painted it, <laughs> you know, and he's like, Oh, you want me, you want me to do yours guys? And we're like, yeah, yeah. It's so cool. So he put like a base on, I think mine had like the Batman logo. I think like the nice. first, the first movie was just kind of that, That's that cool. area. Yeah. So it was like, he painted it black and like, you know, put the Batman logo on it. It was just, it was just, it was the coolest thing. And of course it wasn't the coolest thing when I took it home and my mom saw my brand new skateboard <laughs> had been spray painted and, and done over after I had right. it for about three days. She didn't think the, she didn't think the, the level the level of awesomeness was right. quite the same as I did. She didn't have an appreciation for the craft. You know, some people don't. Some people <laughs> just don't. Uh, but I, so I, I always remember that with the skateboard. And then uh, I don't know what happened. I just I kind of just got out of skateboarding. Now, but you were, were you okay at it? Were you a decent skateboarder? Uh, I mean, fine. Fine yeah. enough in the sense of, you know, staying on and, and doing it. So, okay. So, you made it farther than I did. So, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, when you're doing it every day and you're doing right. it with friends and it's just, uh, you know, maybe not amazing, but decent enough sure yeah but then yeah you know, but i think it was it's always a thing where you know skateboarding's skateboarding's such a fickle game <laughs> yeah, because yeah you just you're, you're you're riding life is good and it's like sure one little teeny pebble and you are down <laughs> and you go head over heels and you're like i don't think i enjoy that so much <laughs> moving on uh but i saw this yesterday this is pretty cool there's a group called four missoula it's number four missoula yeah and uh so they basically have this this cool thing they do where they're providing skateboards to kids in the community that maybe otherwise wouldn't be able to have one. So they work with local children's advocate groups. They find kids that want a skateboard, kids that would love to have a skateboard but right. can't afford one. Then they go out, they find sponsors that donate, and then they provide skateboards and a helmet uh, to kids around western Montana. That's an awesome thing. Really cool deal. And I was kind of, I, I don't know, I was, I was scrolling through through Facebook yesterday and kind of stumbled onto a post that was from the group, and I just was kind of like, what's this? And I clicked on it. And usually that leads to about 10 minutes of me wasting my time on something. <laughs> yeah. But with this one, I was like, oh, this is actually, this is cool. This is real cool. So I started looking through, and they have this goal. They have this uh, kind of number they set for 365 skateboards. And uh, I think they're on about like 100, somewhere right around there right. right now. But every time someone donates, uh, and it's about 150 bucks, I think, to, for a skateboard and a helmet for a kid. But every time someone donates, it isn't just like, oh, unlock the door and grab one of the generic skateboards that are on hand. So yep. we got 150 bucks. It's like they do like these custom designs. 
And so a lot, a lot of businesses are, you know, stepping up and donating. And then they get the, the skateboard that either has, like, the business's logo or, you know, you can do whatever they want for a picture. Right. But so I was scrolling through, like, going back through all the people that had donated and, like, seeing all the businesses in town. Like, you know, oh, wow. Oh, that company. Cool. And, like, you know, I don't know who 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 does the boards, but, man, they do some awesome work. Yeah, that's really cool. So I was kind of scrolling through all the different pictures and just seeing all the all the different businesses that have stepped up. But, I mean, like I said, they're on 100, 100, right around 100-ish. Right around there of a 365 skateboard goal. So so still ways to go. Before, yeah, definitely. Before they hit that number. And then I was thinking, like, looking at the numbers going, well, gosh, 150 bucks. That's not much at all. That's, that seems like they should, you know, get people stepping up and getting involved. So, yeah, I think so. So we kind of put all the details together with the information. There's the, the email kind of for the guy that runs it. There's the website, phone number you can touch base. Yeah. If you kind of want to read the story about uh, what 4Missoula does and how they help get kids and provide them with skateboards it's actually it's really cool yeah we've collected all the info on the website at uh, kissfm.com and the free kissfm app Nelson in the morning with 94.9 kiss fm we were talking earlier this morning just kind of some fun facts about the olympics which are supposed to start on friday yes they are uh, we were talking this morning about the fact that it's just it seems like it's one of those things where it could be thursday night and you get the you get the memo saying nah. uh, we're, we're calling it off this year which you know we're not we're not hoping that's the case by any no, means. No, but it just seems like, you know, with everything going on surrounding the Olympics, like the kind of spectators in the audience, Japan is losing so much money by putting them on. Uh, I also, don't know. I think we've had uh, almost half a dozen positive cases from athletes that are supposed to be part of the games. Right, and yeah. probably more to come uh, after that. So they've had to drop out. Uh, so we're talking about that this morning. And then a little bit ago, I just got this app alert on my phone from... Uh, one of the sports sites it says officials won't rule out canceling Olympics. The Tokyo Games are set to begin, but the head of the organizing committee said surging COVID-19 cases could force extreme action. Oh, man. Uh, how unfortunate would that be if they started the game? Yeah. And, they, and three and or four days, cancel them. Three or four days in, they'd just say, you know what? This isn't ha- this isn't going the way we were hoping it would go. I mean, it would be an Olympics for the history books. <laughs> it already is. Yes, that's true. But it would be a, a pretty significant one, which, if you want to learn more about Olympic history, perfect segue. There you go. Uh, yeah, that is nice. There's a, a new exhibit over at the uh, the Montana Museum of Art and Culture in Missoula. They got a whole like Olympic history kind of art feature where they have posters from all like, different like historic Olympic events uh, to kind of talk about some of the, uh, the social change that was happening around some of those events, too. Some really significant ones, like the 1936 Olympics that happened in Nazi Germany and the 1980 Olympics that the U.S. boycotted and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, some pretty interesting stuff there. All right, I got that story. Your Kiss FM mobile app. Boy, what a bummer for the athletes if they have to end up oh, yeah. not having it happen. I mean, that's the worst. I mean, the, 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 the train got got ready for last year. Oh, postpone. Okay, we get another, right. another year working forward, working towards it. And, okay, yes, it's happening. Oh, no, it's not. It's uh, so ridiculously hard to train to be an Olympic <laughs> athlete. And uh, to think, you know, I got to do this again in three years. <laughs> like, that's insane. You got a feel for those guys, for sure. Yeah. All right, some Nashville news for the morning. Music City 60. It's 94.9 KISS FM. You want the country music scoop, and we're getting you in the country music loop. It's the Music City 60 on 94.9 KISS FM.
Country superstar Gary Allen's inviting you to his free streaming concert coming up this Friday, July 23rd. The concert will be a replay of his packed album release party last month for his newest album, Ruthless. You can catch the concert Gary Allen Ruthless live from Nashville on Gary's YouTube and Facebook channels this Friday at 6 p.m. Country singer Leanne Rimes is celebrating 25 years since her hit album, Blue, was released. The singer, who now has her own podcast, told USA Today that she's still dealing with mental health issues and the trauma she says she suffered as a young girl thrust into the young adult world of music and entertainment. Leanne is the youngest person ever to receive two Grammys, one for Best New Artist and one for Best Female Country Performance for the song Blue in February 1997 at age 14. And finally, country great Darius Rucker will be live streaming his annual Darius and Friends concert from the Ryman Auditorium next month to benefit St. Jude's. Tickets will go on sale this Friday, July 23rd for the concert on Tuesday, August 17th. Look for tickets at ryman-shopmandolin.com for tickets and details. I'm Tamma Fulton. Catch you later. And now you're in the know with Nashville. Smith & Nelson's Music City 60. 94.9 KISS FM. You know newsworthy nugget of the day with Smith & Nelson on 94.9 KISS FM. Brought to you by Farside Sign. Missoula's leading full service sign and custom vehicle graphics shop. Farside Sign in the 2200 block of South Avenue West. We do it every morning. A chance to learn a little something together. Your nugget for the day. That's right. And uh, you've got two pretty young kids at home. Uh, did you ever have a baby cage in your house at, a, at any uh, point? There's a lot of days I wish I did. <laughs> I don't know that uh, I don't think we have. So. Uh, well, back in the 1920s and 30s, those used to be fairly common. People used to have cages uh, that were built to hang out of their apartment windows. Like a, just give the baby some fresh air. Yes, that's the whole like wow. there was a whole like theory that like oh babies need you know fresh air. You, they, you sort of like they need to breathe like a fine wine or something like that. So. <laughs> That was kind of the thinking behind it. And so there was, like, cages that would hang out of apartment windows, and people would put their babies in them like they were uh, sort of like an air conditioner, (laughs) you know? Uh, And, you know, they were closed off so the baby couldn't, like, get out unless, you know, that, you know, something happened that wasn't secure right away. But, uh, yeah, baby cages (laughs) hanging out of windows. That was a thing in the 20s and 30s. Uh, not so much a thing anymore. Yeah, uh, I guess not. <laughs> Times have changed. I think for obvious reasons, uh, the baby cage is not as much of a thing anymore. If nothing else, we got our quote of the day. Babies, they need to breathe like a fine one. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Need to or not, now you know.